Hello, and welcome to another episode of 300 Seconds. I'm your host, Raymond Blakely, and I'm thrilled to have a conversation today with Pastor Nate Stewart. Uh, Nate Stewart is a native of Macon, Georgia. Immediately after high school, Pastor Nate attended college on a football scholarship. His dream was to play for the NFL, but those plans were halted after he suffered a major knee injury during his freshman year. It was at this time that Pastor Nate began to really pray and seek God about his life and his future. In 97, he accepted his call to the ministry and his journey began at the Florida School of Preaching. He moved on to Christian Bible College where he received his Bachelor of Theology degree and Master of Ministry degree in Christian Counseling. Now, there are a lot of wonderful things I'd love to say about Pastor Nate. Now, Pastor Nate received an unexpected call from the Lord to serve as the senior pastor of Greater Life Church. And after much hesitation and prayer, he accepted that offer and moved his family to San Diego, California to serve as the third pastor in the church's 45 years. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in thanking God for Pastor Nate Stewart. Thank you, man. Honored to be here, uh, Raymond, with you, man. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Nate, many folks talk about purpose and alignment with mm -hmm. that purpose and using the tools to do the work. The example that you share with the world is notable. How do you handle that responsibility? Yeah, absolutely, man. First, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm honored uh, to know you. I appreciate uh, all of the work and awareness that you're bringing to not just the body of Christ, but to the world. And uh, man, we stand with you 100 um, percent, you know, in your efforts. Uh, I think purpose is is really uh, the foundation for all of our lives. Um, so many are living without purpose, uh, which, in fact, makes their lives really directionless. Um, I think one of the things that have really helped me is that I, I've always tried to understand what my purpose in life really was. And um, it, it's just very rewarding to find that place where God is actually leading you and directing you and to be obedient to that. Uh, I will say, <laughs> Raymond, purpose is not always um, not always comfortable or easy. A lot of times God will will put us in places that um, we were not expected to be. Uh, but once you are in that that space and once you know that even though this may be an uncomfortable place, an uncomfortable season, I know this is where God has aligned my life to be. And for me, uh, knowing that uh, even making a move to California from a place of comfort in Georgia, uh, I knew the voice of God was leading me here and I know I'm in my purpose. And thus we've seen the benefits, the blessings and the rewards of walking in that purpose. So it plays a great part, I think, in uh, how we shape our lives, but then how we impact other lives by being in alignment yeah. with where God wants us to be. Yeah, and and so thank you so much for answering. I think that's important. Uh, but in, until folks sit down and have a talk with you, Pastor Nate, uh, they really have no idea what it took for you to get to this point. And I'm not just talking about getting to San Diego, but I'm talking about your place where you are spiritually and, and being in alignment. So talk to me about a time when you failed 
And what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I you know, I think the biggest thing for me in aligning my life with God was to get to a place where his voice trumped every other voice. One of the worst mistakes I used to make is to get feedback uh, from people. And when the feedback contradicted what I believe God was telling me to do, I didn't do it. Uh, so I was more so listening to their voice and really ignoring God's voice. And I've made a lot of decisions. I've gone places uh, I've overstayed in places because I was more so consumed with people pleasing. That's the only way I can put it. And whenever you yeah. are a people pleaser, you never you never really submit to God's instructions for your life. And so I had to learn the hard way until I do it God's way, until I do it when God says do it. I'm always going to be out of position. And so I'm thankful for the grace and mercy over my life that allowed me to get back on track um, yeah. and not stay out of alignment and ultimately being out of his will. So learning not to appease everybody. Um, those were lessons that I've had to learn and realizing that's that's not always a fun place to be because everybody won't like you. Everybody won't support you. Everybody won't understand, even when it comes to family. So uh, I think as I've grown as a leader, I'm more so now focused on God. Uh, it's more about pleasing you than it is about what anybody else may think or feel. Not that their feelings don't matter, but his voice will always override their feelings. Absolutely. You know, it's been heavy lately Yeah. with the pandemic, social unrest, you name it. Um, and through all this, there are folks who still, <laughs> I hate to say it, but there are folks who still have their head in the sand as relates to matters of equity and justice. And many of them, Pastor Nate, are faith leaders. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of one of uh, Dr. King's, uh, one of my favorite quotes of Dr. King, and he said, in the end, we remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Wow. How should people of faith advocate for social justice? Listen, man, that's a great question, especially in the times we live in. One of my main premises of life, even as a faith leader, is this, Raymond, and that is simply you cannot be spiritual if you're not social. Uh, it is impossible to be spiritual and not be social. Uh, one of the things about scripture, if we love the scripture, and I will assume in this context, we're talking about believers, those who love the Bible. God was about equity and equality. And he was about, you know, there are scriptures that talks about, uh, he shows no partiality uh, with people. You know, God loved everybody. He cared for everybody. He also gave instructions to his leaders to uh, protect those who are being taken advantage of uh, socially. Uh, and so all through the Bible, God was pro uh, equality. He was pro treat people the right way from widows to those who were orphans. Uh, but then he deals more so in the Old Testament when there were cruel acts happening against people. Some of those people even being um, his children. So I want to say to everybody that my stance is spiritual people are social people. You cannot separate the two. So in meeting the spiritual needs of people, I'm making sure that those people are being treated fairly, that my voice is being heard. And it's very troubling for leaders to be silent in such a time as this. And one of the 
things that I know among faith leaders is that, you know, we don't want to offend, man. You know, a lot of leaders looking at their livelihood, I'll lose people and, you know, I don't want to be political. It's really not a political issue. It's more so it's a social injustice, uh, racism, inequality, um, you know, it's real and it's troubling, man, as a leader, but then as a father, as a husband, as a black man trying to live in this world, it's very troubling. So as a faith leader, man, I stand with other leaders. I stand with local government. I stand with national government and making sure that we get the right people in office and that we study candidates. I think all of this plays a big part in getting this thing under control. And it starts with the faith-based community. And uh, I would call all leaders to take a stand and let's be the voice for those who have no voice. Fantastic, I, I, that rings true. This has been 300 seconds. And again, it's, it's probably a little bit more on this episode, but needed. But this has been 300 seconds, a podcast of conversations with people who are making a difference. And Pastor Nate, one of the things that our guests get to do is choose the outro song. Mm. What song did you choose? And why? Man, I wanted to give hope. I wanted I wanted whatever song that uh, you decided to play that was suggested, man. I wanted every song to embody hope. I wanted every song to give people a picture of a brighter tomorrow, that God is in control, that our life is not over, that there's still hope, Raymond, uh, even in these dark times. Lord, I'm praying for my brother Cause I know he wants to do your will I'm praying for my sister cause I know you want to set her free, set her free, set her free. I'm praying for the body of Christ. I know you're gonna have your way. Yes. If you're listening and you're hurting real bad, don't worry, I can hear him say, I'm praying for you when I pray. Things will change, yes. I'm praying for you when I pray. Things will change. Now cast all your cares on him. The Lord free your mind. Despite the pain you feel. Now I'm praying for you, yeah, yeah, said I'm praying for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hold your head up my brother, though sometimes it may be hard to do, yeah. Just be encouraged, cause I've been in that position too. 